Excuse me. Excuse me. What in the world are you thinking? Me, Gene, the first thing you need to do is to tell these people to shut up if you want to hear what I got to say. What up, y'all? It's KMB, the Sexy Ninja, in the place to be for C-Plus Studios and a Paper Saber Universe. This is the New World Podcast, brother. And we're going to talk about AEW's Dynamite in Sacramento, California. The Revolution Fallout Show. What's going to happen? Where do we go next in stories? we got Taz, Excalibur, Tony on commentary. And they start the show off the right way. In my opinion, they've been doing this a lot lately with the day day <laughs> with the AEW All Atlantic Championship changing its name soon next week in Montreal, but as Orange Cassidy, the champ himself versus Jay Lethal. Um Orange Cassidy got the win, Jay Lethal lost, but this was a good match. This is a way I really like the fact that they're having this championship be so important and Orange Cassidy's really getting that shine and that grind and stuff like that. But uh um I, I noticed throughout the show, like when uh no, the best part about it was the starting of the show. Was when um Jay Lethal's coming out, he's got, you know, Jeff Jarrett there, Sanjay, everybody there. But they get kicked out and Jay, Jay Lethal's like, Hey, what's going on? But I kinda noticed that too, like um, everyone was coming out. They they walked them to a certain point, then they left. They felt like that anybody that had a little group or faction or whatever was going on. So, but this match though, I I, I did enjoy it. I did like the fact that Orange Cassidy uh, won. But uh, after that, Jeff Jarrett, they all started attacking. Here comes Dan Housen, the best friends. You know, we're building up this, and it's going to be Orange Cassidy and Jeff Jarrett next week. Four, four. International? Is that right? Yes, the International Championship in Montreal because it's crossing over the soils uh, and it's going to be, it's a, it's a different title now. So the AEW International Championship. Um, but Jeff Jarrett got Orange Cassidy with a guitar to his knee. It was pretty uh, grimy. Um, after that, we had Ricky Starks promo talking about what's next what's next for ricky where do we go you know he's asking those questions upon himself after beating chris jericho a huge win at revolution but then this i, I jumped out of my seat i was like what you know when the bullet club logo hit i was like holy shit what's going on and juice the juice robinson attacks so we got we know where ricky's going he's gonna be one-on-one -on -one with juice what does juice robinson have in store for ricky starks that just makes me excited because that's two great competitors gonna go at each other and like i said that bullet club logo that popped up i was like god damn what's going on you know big surprises Shocks and awe. Tony knows how to do that. Uh, Double or Nothing's coming up in May. You know, uh, we had uh, Ruby Soho do an interview with Renee um, and talking to. She made some good points in this interview. You know, she she brought up some good points, like saying, like, hey, you know, when we came out, we, we were asked, you know, when we came here, and everyone's like, yeah, you're all elite. You know, and they're begging Soraya to come out of retirement. So she comes back, but they get booed. And now Tony, her and Ruby, they just, 
you know, they're outsiders. They're not homegrown. They're from the other side of the comp, you know, company and stuff like that. So I, I kind of really like that angle because uh, I was waiting for them to do something with Ruby. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I, I, I don't understand what we're doing here. And now I'm like, oh, OK, the outsiders, they're, they're not homegrown talent in AEW. They are. Uh, misfits of this company because they don't belong as and but they declared war on the locker room especially the women they're like hey homegrown or not we're gonna fucking kick some ass and we're gonna kick everyone's ass and that that locker room better be on notice and this sets up sky blue versus ruby soho with the matches that was announced um but uh they had an interview with tony uh tony did an interview with wardlow Poor dude. Lost his... Someone jacked his gear, jacked the TNT championship, broke his window. He put a little thing out on social media. And by God, he said, if I if he was there, he caught the person stealing, If you know, what would have happened? I was like, and I just how big and malicious and vicious Wardlow is. I bet you he's a, he's a teddy bear outside of the company, but probably pissing him off would be the wrong thing to do. So when... When he said, if I caught them, I was like, oh, fuck, dude. You imagine you imagine breaking into someone's car, then you find out that it's Wardlow? You break into a car and you turn around, Wardlow standing right there? You got some balls, man. And, and they were bringing up on Busted Open Radio, Mickey James and stuff like that, uh, Tommy Dreamer, and the rules of the road. You should always bring your gear in. But that's still, you know, I understand rules of the road. Under I understand, like, you know, protecting your stuff at all costs. But... It's how shitty fucking people have to be just to break into a car anyway and steal all your stuff. Yes, desperation, but the same thing. Too, the, th- the crazy thing is, like, this dude could go take it to a pawn shop or, you know, he, it's not like he can display it on social media. Like, look at what I got. I got the championship. No, that is stolen property right there from a big company like AEW. So I, I don't know what the intentions were there. So much love to Ward, though. Um for, and uh, sorry for losing all your stuff, man. That sucks. Especially the gear. He probably spent so much money on that stuff. And, and you know, the gear itself, I can personally say, like when I was wrestling, the gear is, is precious. Especially because you put money into it. You put money into your look. You, you make this a part of you. And I can't imagine losing uh, your gear and getting it stolen and you'll never get it back. You know, you'll never see it again. And that's really shitty. But we have Sky Blue versus Ruby Soho. Ruby Soho for the win. Soraya, Tony come out. They're going to put the L. They need to get them some better spray paint. They need to get them some really better. Like, and they need to do better tagging skills because they can't tag for shit. <laughs> I'm being serious. Like every time they do the L, it, it it doesn't look. It looks a little shitty. And when when uh, um, Willow Nightingale came out, they, they attacked her. She went down. Like uh, Soraya didn't even make an L on her chest. She just sprayed the can. It was just this big patch of green on Willow Nightingale's chest. And I'm like, man, get them some new spray paint. Like. You know, and oh, I was looking at my notes here in Ruby Soho's promos, like the starting, I, I felt like she stole that from the Joker. Oh, let me tell you a story. Like she had that that menacing Heath Ledger Joker vibe to start it off. But I, I like I said, I really did enjoy her promo. Now get them better spray spray paint if they're gonna go tag people with the L. Renee's backstage with Hangman Adam Page. I was excited to hear Hangman's like, all right. Um, I'm, you know, I'm beat up. I had the fight of my life. Uh, and you know, he says, I'm done with John Moxley. We're done. 
not going to do that again. Uh, and I was just like, I was like, okay, good. Now we move on. That wasn't the case tonight. <laughs> we, I was like, okay, uh, Hangman Adam Page, we get the move on. We get the new, you know, wh- where's he, where does he go next? You know, what, what is the next challenge? And I think I, I feel it should be towards, uh, taking on MJF for that, uh, AEW world championship. And he had a black eye too, man. So he went to war with John and you can see it. You can see the results. All right, MJF Aftermath promo package talking about he's going to have a rebar mitzvah next week on his birthday, March 15th. Happy happy early birthday from KMB the Sexy Ninja. I hope you hear this, MJF. I'm a bit of a stalker of yours. A bit, a tiny bit. Not a lot, but a tiny, tiny. Kiss the ring. Um, So... <laughs> That got weird. Uh, but no, he he talked about, he's like, I am the devil. I'm growing horns. I'm doing this. You know, I, I am everything that I told you I was. And if you watched that uh, press conference afterwards, man, and I said it uh, on the AEW Revolution uh, review, I said, after this, people should just shut the fuck up. Because, yeah, he proved himself in that ring. Um and he has made he has made a name for himself. And now it's like, who has that factor, that it factor to take on an MJF and go toe to toe with him. Now that we know he can talk, he's the, he's the full package. Yeah. So great stuff there. Uh, we had Tony, uh, with the FTR in the ring and they're talking about, you know, how last year they lost their titles. They lost a best friend. It was very emotional and they're, they're challenge. They're, you know, they said next is getting those AEW championships. And they, they said the reason they came back is because when the guns proclaimed that they were the greatest tag team ever, FTR wasn't having it. FTR was like, no, fuck that. You know, you were given everything by your father. Um, so I'm excited to see FDR take on the guns. FTR back is awesome. Awesome. Uh Renee with uh Jade Cargill. Uh 53 and 0. You know, it's funny, it's like I, I, me- I think I mentioned this last week or or the week prior. I was like, where the fuck is Jade? You know, she just pop- she, they they I don't think Tony really knows what to do with her. Like she he'll bring her on, have her have a match so she can keep building this uh um big 53 and O and whatnot with the TBS championship. So uh, it's just like, she's just, she's there and she's not there. She's there. Then she's not there. She challenged somebody next week. Uh, who wants to face her for the TBS championship in Montreal next week. So let's see what builds there. Then I bet you a dollar. We won't see her for a while after she beats whoever and goes 54 and O. <laughs> All right, the almost God. Every time I'm about to say the uh, Jericho Appreciation Society, ever since I put it in my brain, I'm like the Juggalo Appreciation Society. No, KMB, stop. The Jericho Appreciation Society versus Top Flight and AR Fox. Top Flight AR Fox is top notch excitement, man. And this this match had me going. Um, there's a spot where Jericho's on his knees and he does this run and he hugs Sammy. I'm like, what the fuck's And they're, they're, they're doing poses in the ring and it, it was awesome, man. But they cut a promo afterwards after, uh, J A S they win. They cut a promo saying they want the trios championship, uh, Jericho, Sammy and Garcia. They said, that's what they want. They're calling out the house of black. The lights go out and bada bing, bada boom. It's the, it's the elite. I, I, I was like, yes, you know, now we're, now we're going to see this. And then house of black comes out. Uh, well, there was one point where, uh, Kenny was on the mic and he's talking, but Don Callis takes the mic away from Kenny. And I was like, what's going on there? His relationships 
slowly burning bridges between Don Callis and the elites. Why did he do that? Then House of Black comes out and House of Black says, uh, uh, Malachi goes, yo, um, if you guys want this, come get them. So next week we got the elite, we got JAS, and we got the House of Black in a trios championship match. That is huge for next week. Very excited. Um, just some great moments in this show, man. Uh, Jericho afterwards, you creepy bastards, you creepy bastards, you know. <laughs> there's just so much good shit on this. Like, if you watch this match with JAS Top Flight, there's some really funny parts. Uh, you know, the bat comes into play, the JAS promo afterwards, man. It, 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 this is just some good shit that, that I really, really did enjoy. Um, Oh, and Don Callis saying Jericho next to Kenny Omega is the second best wrestler to Kenny Omega. And Don Callis is like, and if I had to train a little bit harder and I came back, you would be the third best from Winnipeg. And I was like, damn, somebody call the fire department. We got to burn, 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 burn. Uh, Tony Khan had an announcement tonight. He announced Jeff Jarrett versus uh, uh, Orange Cassidy next week in uh, I already talked about uh, top of this podcast with the international is now the international championship uh, going to happen in Winnipeg. That's going to be a big match. Um, and now, and it was a this was a crossover promotion with something that I hold dearly in my heart. I am a comic book nerd, a comic comic book aficionado. I love comic books, and one thing I love about comic books is DC. So this was a, a promotion. Uh, with the new movie Shazam, Fury of the Gods, crossover package, and they're showing Cassidy, they're showing Jeff Jarrett, they're showing bits of the movie, and I, I, I'm not going to lie, I kind of marked out. I was like, oh my god, this is so awesome. Look at Shazam and Cassidy and ugh, Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> but, you know, it was, a, it was a crossover, and I was just like, I, I like this. Uh, Brian Danielson, aftermath promo package as well, talking. He's sitting there. This is right after the match. He's beaten. He's beat down. He's no longer himself. And he's talking about, he's telling MJF, he's like, you were right. You know, what you did to me in that ring, it, you know, it really scarred me and made me think when you said, uh, you're never going to play with my your kids again because I'm going to beat you down. He goes, I couldn't feel my arms or my leg. And it was really sad. And I, I, I kind of teared up a bit because... Brian really brought it to this promo, brought that emotion. And at the end of it, he's like, it's time for me to go home so he can go home and see his kids and his wife and stuff like that. And I was like, whoa, what is, I'm guessing he's taking a little bit of a break now. But man, in that 60 minute Ironman match plus well-deserved time off, if, if that's what's going on, you know, so he can get himself back together, get her, get her back together, back together, bully. Um, Claudio and uh, Moxley versus Dark Order. Uh, th- this match was uh, this match was okay. No- nothing too out there or whatnot. You know, the North Wheeler, uh, Claudio and Moxley win. This is uh, Dark Order's getting the revenge for Evil Uno, and then Claudio and Moxley and Wheeler they start beating down Dark Order. You know, and uh, Evil Uno comes out. It sets off this thing, and this is where I kind of was like, huh, why? Hangman Adam Page comes out for the rescue. Uh, you know, Blackpool Combat Club's attacking. You know, and I'm just like, so now that 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 um, Adam Adam said that he's done with Moxley, 
now it's going to be Dark Order versus the Blackpool Combat Club, and we're still going to have Hangman Adam Page versus Moxley. Okay, I I guess I I I don't know. It, it was just it was just something for me as a uh, that loves stories that loves the way things should be booked. This was a booking decision I was just not really a fan of. I'm not gonna lie. I, I looked at this and I scratched my head and I was like, I I guess. You know, I sure, you know, um, but yeah, so <laughs> Renee with the acclaimed backstage with daddy ass are talking about, yes, they need to reclaim their glory and get back to getting the AEW tag team championships. The JAS interrupts and tells them daddy magic you guys are sports entertainers, you know, and they claim laughed them off. That I just remembered something that I wanted to share. So I, I've been I've been falling in deep into the rabbit hole of professional wrestling. I am now a Ring of Honor Honor Club member just because they started a new show. It's every Thursday. Episode one's out. I'm gonna watch that. I'm gonna give it a review. Episode two comes out tonight. But I I am now somebody that is falling deep deep into the wrestling hole. And that sounds dirtier than I wanted it to. But that I, I'm falling in deep just because it's been helping me mentally. Because I, I've been going through some things in my brain lately. And, you know, I wrestling really likes to... It calms me down. Brings me down. It brings out the joys and whatnot. Just like a lot of other things. My escapism. This is another one of those escapisms. But I've just been diving deep into pro wrestling. And just enjoying myself. And thankful for all these all these dudes and, and gals. And all, you know, all of them. Uh, for putting their bodies on the line and everything like that to entertain us. And it's, it's just something that I, I appreciate. Uh, I, I love every single one of y'all. It's nothing but love to everybody out there in this sport. Now to my thought, um, daddy magic. Uh, so I, I, I started watching uh, AEW dark. I didn't know there was AEW dark then AEW dark elevation. I didn't know there were two separate entities upon itself. I don't understand. They could have just been one thing, just AW Dark. But no, because I was like, hey, I was like, when did they change the revelation or elevation or whatever? But I turned, I was like, you know, fuck it. I, I want to watch this. Juice Robinson's on this one. This is the one I watched this past Monday. And I, I all of a sudden I hear Paul White, a.k.a. The Big Show. It's The Big Show! Or Captain Insano. Um, you know, on commentary, I was like, then I heard Daddy Magic and I was like, what the fuck, you know, <laughs> and, and, and Paul is the, is the play by play in daddy magic. He is the, the color commentator, I guess, but here in his voice, you know, he in that, that New York accent, you know, what, what I can't do it justice. Like, you know, but <laughs> I was like, this is such a weird combination of two, uh, very different individuals on commentary for uh aw dark revelation but it wasn't bad i was entertained and there was some things i kind of popped at because it was funny and just their interactions and and hearing paul white just calling a play-by-play and you know daddy magic like oh yeah that hurt huh oh that yeah yeah you know so if you haven't seen it check it out on their youtube channel aw dark revelation man i was just like holy shit like there was just such a weird commentary team that i'm actually down with i'm really down with daddy magic and paul white on commentary i'm like we need to bring some of that to rampage i want to see how that works out on the on the bigger stage all right now 
the meats and potatoes of the show, I guess. Uh, the TNT Championship falls count anywhere. Uh, Wardlow, uh, he doesn't have his title apparently, but they did have a replacement title in the end. I already kind of ruined this uh, match for myself because, uh, of course, you know I watch these the next day, and I like I like watching them the next day so I can break down the show in my notes and stuff like that, and the notes I take for for these reviews and stuff. And all of a sudden, I just see um, Powerhouse Hobbs with the championship. And it was due to a count out. Falls count anywhere, of course. They started in the back. And they start beating the shit out of this car. Maybe it's a, uh, a thing that Wardlow's like, yeah, fuck this. We're going to beat this car up because somebody broke into my car and stole my shit. So we're going to beat the shit out of this car like it's this car's fault. It wasn't the car's fault, man. The car did not deserve to get that much of a beat down. But I will tell you this. that the, uh, As much as I was trying to enjoy this match, it wasn't, it wasn't great. It wasn't grand. I didn't... Really care for the finish with QT Marshall. I, I I was just like, oh, okay. So, literally, this dude Wardlow takes on Joe, gets revenge, takes the TNT Championship, um, then gets his shit stolen, then loses to Powerhouse Hobbs, and Powerhouse Hobbs is the new TNT champion, gets a new belt, um, and by the helps of QT Marshall, and I was like, huh, okay. I I guess you know I it's just one of those things I was like nah, I don't know how I feel about this this is just uh, tell me what you guys think because I really was like when when the chair came I was like who oh they're like QT Marshall and I'm like uh okay yeah you know this ha- this does have some deeper cuts to it you know because we haven't seen QT in a very long time and just out of nowhere causing Wardlow to lose his championship so I know we're gonna get another Wardlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs for the TNT championship and I'm. Not counting down the days to that, because I, I, I like Wardlow, I like Powerhouse Hobbs, but they're just two massive dudes, and it's you know very hit or miss when it comes to big guy matches. You know, now I'm you know I'm more used to like the elite and stuff like that. Nothing, nothing towards them because these guys do work hard, and they did whip the shit out of each other. But I will say my favorite part in the back when they started with the car, um, War, uh, Powerhouse Hobbs hits. Uh, Wardlow with the uh, the Sonic ring, <laughs> and he throws it, and it sounds so light and hollow, like. That was like, I I I I couldn't. I was trying to like just watch, and you know, as soon as I heard that, I was like, you totally took the disbelief that caused any form of pain at all toward though as soon as i heard it just fly off and i heard they rolled off and i was like i i i couldn't stop laughing i had to pause the show just because i was laughing that hard because i just hear that thing go i'm just hearing like the the weak sauce of it and not being so heavy and i was just like man yeah so tell me what you thought of the show drop those comments below uh and after that Hit that like, hit that subscribe, share it with your grandma, share it with your grandpa, share it with the bomb down at Walmart. I am KMB, the sexy ninja, and as always, the new world podcast is for life, brother. Aw, shit. 
My bad. Before before we go off air. Before we go off air. Hold on. Producers, hold on. Hold on. Everyone, hold on. Before we go off air. Okay? Okay? All right. I give this show uh, at least a three and a half out of five. And, you know, it did what it needed to do. I was entertained, but it wasn't wasn't what I expected from a Revolution Fallout show. Like, where are we going next? You know, now we're kind of relaying the foundation of what's next up, building up to Double or Nothing in May. Um, so about three and a half out of five. I was entertained, but I wasn't blown away. Uh, but I was entertained, and I did get some good stuff from this, like, you creepy bastard. Now, to sweet me, and remember, the New World Podcast is for life. The fucking foundation is the entitled little shits in the back. The broken foundation is the rookies who think that they deserve the world because Tony Khan and all of you people give it to them.